0: The Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode.
1: And welcome to another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast, the only podcast where the geeks discuss their geeky topics of the week, have a few beverages while they do it, usually adult, and most of the time, yeah, most of the time, <laughs> and talk about uh, hot hot takes, recommendations of the week, fantasy casting, and more. I'm your host Matt. I'm Adam. Welcome back, Adam.
2: Oh, no, thank you. Sorry. We had some family things going on. No worries. So had no. to uh take care of that. Um, no
1: worries. JV I think filled your shoes pretty well talking about anime, so Yeah.
2: I mean, I do have some big big feet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and and JV's the the resident expert not only Nintendo folks but anime, so Oh yeah,
2: he's he's much better at that than than I will ever be. <laughs>
1: no That's all right. Yeah, you and me both. So, Adam, uh, now that we're back in the studio today talking and getting ready to uh, discuss our next topic of the week for for this week, um, before we get into it, we got to talk about our drink of the week. Yes.
0: Time to grab your beverage and join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week.
2: So it's uh it's kind of a concoction. Yeah, so tell us you know, tell us how your 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 right your, your significant other. My significant other, she is uh kind of thrifty and creative. And so it's Dr. Pepper, rum, raspberry, strawberry, and watermelon syrups. Syrups. Yeah. Yeah. And so um it's she kinda create like sees these concoctions online and wants to try them out and so uh yeah i'm never gonna turn that down no yeah
1: you guys made them for us for new
2: year's and they were pretty good yes so So i think i tried the other the vodka one the vodka one was i think the one i did for new year's but um but yeah this one is kind of new and yeah it is uh, let's see what it's like so cheers cheers brother Oh, that's really
1: nice. Yeah. Oh, my room's still at the bottom between oh. making it and sitting it, which is fine. <laughs> well, you got the water bottle. You could probably... Yeah, no, my luck. I'm going to shake it into the fizz. You're going to hear abrupt into the podcast because we ruined something. Um, well, with that being said, folks, we've had a drink. We've kind of got a little a little wetter whistle. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say the lubricated word. Moist art okay. whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Moist art <our> whistle. <laughs> <laughs> um... So My I think I, kazoo. <laughs> I don't think they want to hear us play kazoo. I think we, I think we would get canceled. <laughs> so with that being said, Adam, it's time to talk about our topic of the week.
0: What are the geeks going to talk about this week?
1: And this week's topic. So we're not doing, you know, uh, a movie, video game, or, or or one particular item. We're kind of going to cover a lot of spectrums here. We're talking about sequels and is it a good thing when a sequel waits a long time to be made or should they go the reboot route like you said
2: yeah so like the the whole idea that we came up with was sequels after a long period of time or soft reboots yeah and, and after a long period of time and I think which is better
1: we're doing this because of uh, avatar 2 it hit theaters a couple weeks ago and so it definitely was you know a 10 year Wait between movies, just about ten a years longer, or a longer. yeah, I thought it was longer. Maybe
2: twelve, but <laughs> it, it was a while. I think
1: they filmed it in 2017,
2: 2018. Yeah, yeah, I think I read somewhere like one of the actresses in it like thought the movie already came out mm-hmm. and it bombed, <laughs> and was like, oh, I forgot about it. Yeah, but James Cameron's like that sometimes. He he, you can't rush the man.
1: <laughs> no, he wants the technology perfect and right and. You know, I, I we're seeing it I'm seeing it Wednesday, so the day after this episode releases. Yeah. Um and from what I've heard, you know, it's visually it's more stunning than the first, but are you gonna see it in three D? No, no, I'm we're going Alamo. Oh, okay. Well
2: they have it in three D at the Alamo. True, but I don't think the show has worked with the Babysitter. yeah that's true. <laughs> by the way, this episode brought to you by Alamo draft House. No, it's not. We're not paid by them. <laughs> We're just fans. <laughs> We're just we support them. <laughs> we we pay them money. <laughs> yes. So
1: with uh with that being said, Adam, let's kinda get into it. Uh what's what's your feeling on you know some of these sequels, you know, Avatar, Top Gun, um all these kind of sequels that took a long time between movies.
2: I mean, I think they I mean, maybe let's let's kinda start with one example. Mm-hmm. Top Gun Maverick. Okay. Good movie. That's, I just watched it recently. Um, I think it was great. Um, like the opening music, like Mm -hmm. felt very reminiscent of the original. Oh yeah. Um, had a lot of 80 vibes for being a modern movie. Yeah. And I mean, it's, uh, uh, like, I mean, the original one was directed by Tony Scott. So really Scott's, um, brother, uh, rest in peace, Tony Scott. Um, One of my favorite filmmakers of all time. Um, But uh, it felt like the first one, if if that makes sense. It did. Um, And it felt like a true sequel. It didn't feel like, oh, we're we're taking it in a a different direction. We're going to reference parts of that movie, but we're
1: not going to be in that same... Character continuity kind of era.
2: Exactly. It's not like, oh, we're changing things about it. And um, we'll get into the soft reboot. Some of those a little later on. But it felt like it felt like a sequel. It felt like a true sequel. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a lot of films nowadays do not feel like that. They they either have to change stuff or. I think it depends on
1: the franchise, too. Um, yeah. If you look at. Obviously, you know, Top Gun, you know, I think part of what to helped Top Gun on that sequel issue is Tom Cruise. Uh, you know, he, he, as much as you either hate him or, or love him, he wants things done a certain way. So I think that helped Top Gun in a pro column versus some of these soft reboots. Um, you know, a good soft reboot to bring up would be the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies.
2: Yes, I, I, I actually... Um I mean, you're you're more the Star Trek mm-hmm. guy, um, and I think uh, the J.J. Abrams when when they brought back Star Trek, mm-hmm. that was a good soft reboot. Yeah,
1: because you know, and <clears throat> for that one, you know, for those who do or do not know about it, you know, it's set in the same continuity. They just cr- use time travel to create a second universe. Yeah, that way. create a, like an alternate, an alternate timeline. Time and it was—I mean, for me, I enjoyed it because you get to go back and see the original characters portrayed by new people. Um, Great obviously. casting. Great casting. <laughs> um, but you also get us—you know—these characters could be in peril now because we don't know what their future truly is. True. So I think that's another good ca- idea of a soft reboot.
2: Yes, um, I think. A bad soft reboot was Ghostbusters. Absolutely, um, so, <laughs> um, the 2016 Ghostbusters. Um, my biggest problem with it, and like being a Ghostbusters fan, and I, I have my Ghostbusters hoodie um, on right now. But it's like the problem I have with it was it just wasn't funny. It like, and it's so weird because. All like everyone in that cast is so oh, god funny.
1: I think the only person who really made me laugh and and really like thoroughly thought it was a funny movie was Chris Hemsworth.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, and like I think they kind of were like, oh my god, Chris Hemsworth can be a funny guy as Thor is being funny, and now we Chris Hemsworth tends to be a funny actor too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but like that was my biggest issue is is just like you had such talent in this cast. Like, I mean. Hell, like, Bridesmaids is, yes. I think...
1: Sp- Hilarious. It's a great it's, movie.
2: It's still funny. I laugh my butt off every single time I watch it. And you have, like, the same people behind it. Yeah. But for some reason, it just was not funny to me. I think part of that
1: that issue with some of those soft reboots is you... People know what to expect of that franchise, and it's not hitting all those check marks.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, we'll say, like, the first Ghostbusters movie is, like, almost a perfect film. Um, and I, a, a reviewer even said, like, it's lightning in a bottle, like, and they weren't really able to, like, recreate it for the second Ghostbusters. Yeah. And even this, um, most recent Ghostbusters that came out, I, I liked it. It was heartfelt. I teared up. It got me. <laughs> it hit me right in the childhood. Um, but it's it's hard to kind of recreate something that was like the, the right cast, the right director, the yeah. right screenwriter, everything at the right time. And I guess that kind of brings us back to how do you do a true sequel or soft reboot if something is changed changed or I mean, yeah Her- Harold Ray is passing away or time
1: time you know I and in another example of one of those failed soft reboot ideas and I just slipped my mind, so never mind <laughs>
2: oh really oh well, yeah my I,
1: brain's I, in a soft reboot
2: I will say like for me it the soft reboot um. The Jurassic Park movies. Yeah, versus Jurassic World, yeah. I And, like, don't get me wrong. I, I found Jurassic World to be entertaining. Yeah. And, like, they were like, oh, we're going to forget these last two films completely and pick up after, like, kind of almost yeah. after the first one. So that's definitely the idea of a soft reboot. But then I feel like they the story went way off the rails on the second one and third one yeah I mean I couldn't finish the third one it was terrible 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 but um, I mean I know there's uh, I mean one of the ones uh, I want to watch is uh, the new Willow
1: yeah I heard that was pretty good I haven't watched it yet
2: I think that is supposed to be a true sequel yeah
1: oh yeah it's still got work Davis cast in the lead role yeah
2: you can't have Val Kilmer unfortunately Mm, no and like even in Top Gun, it's like you you see him for a little bit, and um, it's very sad. Like he, I guess he has like he got like throat cancer. Yeah, he
1: had throat cancer. Screwed up his vocal cords. He can't speak. Yeah. Um, so one of the things they they usually they've been they've been working on and they've perfected pretty well with um, with James Earl Jones is using that new AI feature where they can recreate the voice. So yeah. we'll always have James Earl Jones be Darth Vader. I'm fine with that. Yes. Um, they had it. They they worked on it for Val Kilmer, but the director of Top Gun Maverick wanted to use his true voice. And so that really is Val Kilmer speaking. They did uh, sound, edit it a little bit to boost it up and, and mm-hmm. to make it more um, legible, I guess yes. is the best way to say yes. it, or
2: audible. Um, but you know, and I think in the, um, documentary Val, um, which is all about Val Kilmer, um, really, they were, yes, <laughs> <is>. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, it was, um, I think they talked about like, cause they, the AI generated voice that they're, they've created for him is based off his 1980s yeah, voice. His so Batman, his no, 90s. Yeah, it was like the real genius time. Yeah, uh, the Top Gun time. It's so. Um, it's a it's a sad story, but I mean, um, great documentary. If you want to watch it, it's on Amazon Prime, I believe. Yes. So check it out. But. Um, but yeah.
1: So. <laughs> so what do you think goes through these studios' minds and these producer minds when they're trying to figure out? Do I do it? Is it been too long for me to make a sequel, and do I should just reboot the franchise, or, or cash grab, like, yeah. or is it cash grab, or is it true, like, this is going to be a true sequel because I am passionate about the project?
0: Right.
2: What? Where do you think they? Where Where do you think you make that dis- determination? You know, the optimistic part of me wants to be like, I want them to make it because they like make a truce like sequel or soft reboot because they are passionate about it. And we saw that with, um, star Trek and, um, so on. It's just kind of the cynical part of me also feels like it. Sometimes it's just cash grab. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a brand name and we gotta, we gotta throw content out there. we got to put content and the only like one of the other ones I wanted to bring up, um, that was a ton of time between the Mad Max franchise. Oh yeah, and that it's debatable whether soft reboot or if it's just I it's almost just sequel it kind
1: of esque. It's Mad Max. Mad Max is a hard one because um, you know, and 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 Fury Road was a phenomenal movie. They did they what they did was they did everything right. Oh yeah. Um, in terms got of the, the, the director back. Got... <laughs> not even so much. I, I mean, if, if that was a big key for me, but I mean. Just the tonal feel of the movie with... It's not a heavy dialogue movie. It never have been. Well, yeah. Um, with just the the way they film it, the cinematography of it. Yeah. You've got the... Practical the effects. Practical effects. You've got the just the dystopian feel of the world they built. Yeah. You know, they did a good job of recreating that for that sequel. Exactly. And I, you, redo, can almost, you, you can almost...
2: Yeah, it's like you can almost argue... Like is just Mad Max, like the continuity line, just timeless. Is it is a concept like, versus it, a person. It's, it's yeah, because I mean, Max is not necessarily ever the character. Like he's he he's on the box yes. <laughs> as the main character, but he's never been the protagonist. He, no, he and- it was always the other characters and what was going on with them. He was just kind of your. Your vessel almost yeah, into that the, world. He's the story. he's the filmmaker's eyes. Yeah. Or the audience's eyes, I he, he he is the one that introduces like brings you into the world, but yeah. then the stories are more about the other characters, and he just kind of goes one way mm-hmm. to other. I mean, he's just trying to get some gasoline. Yeah. That's all
1: he needs, a little gas. Yeah. A little gas in the tank. So then Adam, let me ask you this as we, as we talk about you know, especially because Mad Max is a good point. Is it a soft reboot or is it a sequel? I to Talk add- about Star Wars. Oh, that's a good point. Um, because you can make the argument for both, I think, with the prequel and sequel trilogies.
2: Yeah, I mean, you share certain, like, I mean, with Star Wars, you, you share, like, oh, you have Harrison Ford, you have Carrie Fisher, you have all these characters that were in the previous one, but... They did say all the expanded universe of yeah, Star God Wars white. was cut. Well,
1: that was with Disney, the sequel trailer. But, you know, I'm talking about... Let's look at how long it took between the end of Return of the Jedi and them making Phantom Menace.
2: Well, and I, that that's, that's another good point. And I think you can bring up, like, again, James Cameron with Avatar. I think George uh, wanted to... He had a he had an idea of what he wanted to make mm-hmm. and just everything wasn't there yet for him and the technology wasn't there for him. Um, so I, I think you can kind of compare him to James Cameron in in that sense with kind of mm-hmm. the avatar stuff and I mean once he was able to make something where he had like total control over, the visual effects over everything. He he felt like he could make the film the films that he wanted. Um now we could we could argue argue all day about prequel trilogy, sequel trilogy, um that sort of thing. Um I I'm I'm a big fan of the original trilogy. It's oh yeah. It's 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 timeless. Yeah. And so um but uh, I think, yeah, I mean, it it kind of comes down to like maybe some filmmakers feel like they need like the filmmaking, the, the Hollywood to almost catch up with them.
1: Okay, so if, if Hollywood
2: needs to catch up to them, why did it take so long for us to get Incredibles two? Oh, that that's a that <laughs> that is true. Um, I mean, I know the Pixar movies they take like oh, initially it was. Years to develop years to develop just one. Um but I think it was maybe Disney being like, Hey, what do we got like in the (laughs) But even then I can't say like the Incredibles two was incredible. Yeah. It's like you could argue it's almost like as good if not better than the original. The original. Um they did a fantastic job with it. But, and so it's like, that might go back to the whole thing of like maybe getting the right person with the right intentions mm-hmm. at the right time. Again, yeah, the lightning in a bottle kind of thing where it's like, you you have all this perfect circumstances and it all connects yeah, right at that time. And cause it's like, yeah, I remember going to see Incredibles in the theater when I was younger and yeah, it's like seeing Incredibles 2 in the theater was like, oh, this... This, this feels good, This yeah. feels, like, really nice. Um, but it was also very entertaining and very well done. So, um, I just wish more of these sequels slash soft reboots were kind of in that vein. Like, I remember... Um, Going to see that, like the first, uh, the first J.J. Abrams Star Trek. I saw it twice in one day because I just was like, I need to. Yeah, you need to process and and
1: pick up where you things you didn't see because you're just so awestruck.
2: Yes, and so I, I sometimes you, you you do that, but sometimes you're like him. Yeah, that's that's right. I'm good. Yeah, like all the Jurassic World movies, I've seen them all once and went okay. Yeah. I mean, they. I I kind of always, as a kid, loved like I loved the Jurassic Park movies and read the novels, but none of the like none of these new ones, yeah, new ones. These soft reboots have really connected with me, except like and like Jurassic World. I think rode that nostalgia. Oh yeah, train. rode it hard. <laughs> it was not. I don't think it was a great movie. It was okay, mm-hmm. but it wasn't... It just kind of... I think it played... like It was plucking at your kind of heartstrings. Yeah. And I, I think... If we talk about James Cameron, I mean, I think he's pretty good at just... Strumming your heartstrings to... With, like, sort of similar stories to kind of get you to feel something.
1: Yeah. So, you know, and, and here's a you know, speaking about James Cameron and, you know, the fact that he's made, you know, it, takes, it took so long between this sequel of Avatar 2 and the first one. When are we going to get Titanic 2?
2: <laughs> Didn't they make it, like, I think Asylum put out a Titanic 2. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous, yeah. but don't... The Asylum is silly. <laughs> and if and going off on another tangent, um, I I don't like the Asylum movies because they are intentionally bad i prefer it when a movie is legitimately like they <laughs> they how, had to make a good movie and yeah it just was they, not a they good were movie. trying and they made a terrible film that's funnier than we're trying to make a bad film speaking of movies that were
1: really bad it's not my record of the week but they tried to make a good movie 1997's volcano
2: Oh, the one with uh, Tommy Lee Jones? Yeah, the volcano in the middle of L.A. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. And then they had the, whatever, Dante's Peak that came out, like, around They're the same, same, same time. It same. Was, it's kind of...
1: It's, it's the <laughs> Deep Impact Armageddon thing. We're, hey, we're going to make an End of the World movie, too.
2: I guess, Matt, let me ask you a question. Which one came first? Like, which which script came first? Do You think it was Armageddon... Or Deep Impact.
1: <laughs> I think Deep Impact probably was written first. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, I can make that, but make it way more action-packed. <laughs> Michael Bay.
2: Yeah. Michael, like, oh, well, yeah, of course. And we'll get a Aerosmith soundtrack that is still a banger. <laughs> oh, yeah. It will tug on your heart. That will tug on your heartstrings. Yeah,
1: I mean, I... I, I why are we getting an Armageddon 2 sequel? Come on, Michael Bay. You've made so many Transformer sequels. Give me an Armageddon sequel. That's,
2: that's what we want. We don't want another Transformers. We want another Armageddon, Armageddon. <laughs> the, the asteroids back with a vengeance. <laughs> that, that's the tagline. Yeah. It's back with a vengeance.
1: It's so when you gotta have like the, the best, like all these second sequel movies. Be one time, one tagline. So it's like Armageddon two, Judgment Day, or, or Rise of the
2: Machine, or Armageddon. It happened again. <laughs> <laughs> like, that'd be great. <laughs> wow, we've we've we kind of. <laughs> I just
1: got a bad image of Bruce Willis riding the asteroid, like you see in um. Oh, what's that movie? Doctor Strange. Doctor the yeah.
2: missile yeah um, i just got a bad Slim image Hickens, yeah um riding the the atomic bomb yeah down.
1: i just got an image of bruce willis riding that asteroid back to earth
0: <laughs>
2: oh, he didn't die <laughs> yeah that that'd actually be kind of funny if like yeah bruce willis he he it, stayed to set off the nuke but it didn't kill him because he's bruce willis yeah <laughs> he's and, lived up there on the asteroid for twenty years. <laughs> And now he's back for revenge on, on another episode. Oh, Ben Affleck again. <laughs> for sleeping with his daughter.
1: Oh no! Oh, terrible! Coming to a podcast new you. Us writing Armageddon two.
2: <laughs>
1: that would be great. Uh, uh, comment if you want us to make Armageddon two. Yes, long.
2: yes, uh, that'd be that'd be great.
1: <laughs> oh, all right. So let's get back to let's let's get the hot takes in since we're, we're kind of off the deep end already.
0: hot takes. What are they going to say this week?
1: Give me some hot takes on these sequels versus reboots.
2: So, I mean, to be honest, it's like some work, some don't. Oh yeah. I think um like for instance, like a uh, Toy Story 3. Okay. Was awesome. Yeah, um better than the second one. Better than the second one, and I—I I will say better than the f- fourth one. Fourth one is hard, hard to watch. Well, I thought this one was harder to watch because it just felt like you kind of you put the button on the oh yeah on the franchise, and you're kind of like and eh, we're good, but that's what makes fourth so hard
1: to watch. So you Thought you wrapped it up, and then it's like oh yeah, I, I the just, batteries have not run out on this one yet. They yeah. they have rechargeable triple A's now. Yeah,
2: um, so it's kind of I guess. I agree. I just need uh, people with the passion and the respect if they're going to make a sequel or soft reboot mm-hmm. to put in that time and energy. Um, but if you're not going to do it, if you're just going to be like, oh, we want a cash grab, then just leave it alone, like, is kind of my thing. So that that, I guess, is... It's not so hot, but it's a, it's a okay. take. No, it's a good take.
1: So I will say, and we talked about it briefly a little bit, hot takes for me would be the Star Wars prequel trilogy and the sequel trilogy are both sequels and reboots. Yes. And the reason I say they're kind of a, se- a reboot, yes, you've got new characters, new new settings. You, you are furthering the story long, along in that sense. But really, I think... And you can argue with me all you want, people. I think one of the good reasons they made the sequel and prequel trilogies, as good or bad as they may be in your opinion, is they were also designed to introduce new fans in a younger generation to a franchise. Okay. You know, you've got people, our generation. Yeah, we we never got to see the original Star Wars in theaters. We only got to see it on VHS to start with. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, they're going to a Star Wars movie? And it's going to be in theaters. And I get to see it for the first time. I get to feel what people felt the first time. Yeah. And I feel that's what the sequel trilogy did for... Not, obviously, our generation, but the next generation. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, they've made two trilogies of Star Wars movies. And they're going to make a third one, and I get to see it. Yeah. Um And I think that's where you start to get some people who really like those trilo- those sequel trilogies, the prequel trilogies, people who actually got to see them for the first time in theaters like the original. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I really... Like, personally, I... I Uh, I had a friend, like I went and saw uh, The Force Awakens with them and uh, we exited the theater and he was just like, I feel like I'm five years old again. And it was like, yeah, that's how I felt. But uh, I guess thoughts, Last Jedi. um, What did you think of that one? Because that one, I think, is uh, in the terms of a very divisive. It's very divisive. I so I think in terms Mm -hmm. of
1: furthering the story along they started the first one it wasn't great because obviously different director and that's where I think the sequel trilogy went off the rails is because they didn't have one director or one group of storytellers trying to tell this one piece of story and make it all mesh it was three different films two different filmmakers three different films oh wait but there's a plot twist or something but I will say I, I liked it for the fact that as good as Force Awakens was excuse me it was a rehash of New Hope. Yeah, I mean, but was that a,
2: was that a problem?
1: No, it wasn't. <laughs> but Last Jedi finally did something that Star Wars hadn't done and yeah. go in a different direction. What did, what did Kylo Ren say? You got to let go. Yeah. You got to not hold on to the old ways. And... It felt like it was a nice attempt to say, "Hey, we're going to change it up a little bit and not do what you expect Star Wars to do." Mm-hmm. And for that, I really appreciated that because it was a fun different direction. You know, your big bad turns out to me not to be a big bad. Um, say what you will about porgs. I love porgs. <laughs> um, I love Chewy trying to eat a porg. <laughs> um, and I like how you're kind of dealing a little bit with it versus the other Star Wars movies where you pick up months or years later after the last movie. This is all right. Last movie ended and we're starting right here. You pick up pretty quick. Um, oh excuse me so that's what I, I mean that was my opinion
2: on that what about you no I, I mean it's hard because I like Ryan Johnson and that's gonna come into my <laughs> recommendation later but um, I like Ryan Johnson as a filmmaker a lot and yes it's all like about subverting expectations oh, yeah. and all that and trying to take this this sequel trilogy into a a new wrap And almost like you could say The Last Jedi was almost a soft reboot. (laughs) Oh, yeah. In a way. um, Because it's trying to... Like, it 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 really... It's your expectation. It it took the ship in a 90-degree angle and then... It went to light speed (laughs) and (laughs) went through another ship. It went to (laughs) plaid. But also, then it took J.J. Abrams trying to course-correct with... All of the last like, like, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, with Rise of Skywalker. And um, I think that was what was the biggest detriment is they were trying to. And I mean, like we can argue like the original trilogy. Well, this isn't an argument. The original trilogy was directed by three different directors. yeah, But George had the story laid out for all but three. The, there was a clear like path. Yeah. Um, of where things were going to go. And so um, I think that, yeah, if they're going to, like, again, I guess if they're going to do sort of these, this sequel stuff, have a clear path. Because even, like, the Jurassic World ones. They, they know where they're going. Yeah, they, they flip-flopped as well. And you're kind of like, yeah, where, what what's
1: going on? <laughs> and that's the thing I think is detriment as much as sometimes I hate prequels because it's like, okay, do I really need the backstory of what happened in the first movie or the first trilogy? <laughs> I think that's where Star Wars was, right? Because we all know what the end path was, the prequel trilogy. We're going to see Anakin become Darth Vader. Yes. And the sequel trilogy, we don't know where that was going to end. So I think for that, it was kind of like, where are we going?
2: Yeah, well, and I'll, I'll probably have to, we I might record a, uh, a bonus feature where I talk about how I would fix the prequel trilogies, but that's a that's a whole different can of worms. Um, a whole different episode. That's a whole different episode. There's a whole different jug of blue milk. Oh. Or green nipple milk from... Yeah. Whatever it was
1: from. <laughs> Alright, so I another hot take for me, Adam, would be what is your
2: definition of a soft reboot. I, I think the best idea of what a soft reboot is is it, it changes kind of the existing continuity slightly, like kind of. Has this is started. a hard reboot. Yeah, exactly. Like a hard reboot, like was, like uh, the Ghostbusters twenty sixteen. That was new universe, new everything. Yeah, new characters, new nothing. Like everything was changed. Um, whereas, like let's say like the star trek like one where you have these same characters but it's a, like you give them a path yeah. that they that things can change yep um where you don't kind of technically know what to expect so that was kind of that is kind of what i think is kind of a soft reboot kind of you have familiar aspects of the film before, Uh but you're giving it the opportunity to venture out into a different territory, a different storyline. Whereas a sequel, you got to be like, Oh, we're following this and doing this. But, um, so yeah, that's, that I guess is my, so what do you think is better? Would you rather have a soft reboot or hard reboots? Ah, it depends because I mean, We were talking about like Top Gun earlier, yeah, and that felt like a sequel.
1: Oh, I didn't feel like there was any rebooting. The only thing you can remotely say is rebooting is if they go forward (laughs) with the proposed. Miles Teller wants to make a. They need to fix the name, Top Gun Rooster. Oh, that's that's gross. (laughs) They they need to fix that name immediately. Yeah, he's been pitching it for a couple weeks now. Then we need to make a Top Gun Rooster.
2: Yeah, well, but I don't think it'll, like, unless you have Tom Cruise in it, it's not going to get made. No. But, um. Miles does not have that star power. Nope, he definitely does not. Talk about the Fantastic Four (laughs) (laughs) reboot. That Um, was a
1: reboot. (laughs) That was just, we need to keep the ride, so let's just pump out a movie. Yeah, that was, that was. With a great cast, and that was the only thing I had going for it.
2: Uh, yeah, it had a great cast, but yeah, they just did nothing with it. But, oh, yeah. But, and I know there's a bunch of, like, talk about, like, behind the scenes drama, like, between the studio, but we we won't get into it. No, that, not but, until um, we
1: get to um, a true MCU
2: Fantastic Four. Yeah, well, it's... It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> but, uh, no, like, yeah, I mean, I, for me, it's more... It's... Either one would work for me if it's handled with thought and care mm-hmm. and passion from the filmmakers and the studio. I I can get behind either one um, just as long as it's not like a cash grab. That's, yeah. that's all I care about. So, what do you? Th- what about you, Matt? What? Are,
1: what are you? <laughs> you know, it. it I think you agree with you. Where it's, it, it depends on what the film or the franchise is going to be, mm-hmm. or even you know, even venturing off of film franchises. You know, talk TV shows or video games. It really depends on what the franchise is going to do mm-hmm. and what its true aim is. Hey, you know, it's been 40, 30 years. Let's let's talk about remaking this. Let's do a, let's do a, a hard reboot because. Not enough people from the original fan base are left, you know, uh, and I've never watched it, but I would assume, like, Hawaii Five O.
2: Yeah, that was, like, more of a hard yeah. reboot, because it was like, oh, you can't get the old cast back, <laughs> really. Yeah. Um, or another good example of a hard reboot
1: was Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. They had to- one season in the 70s, and it was just like, Whoa, okay. Yeah. And then you've got, you know... Ronald D. Moore making his, his sci-fi, in my opinion, masterpiece in in the late '90s, early two thousands, and, you know, I think, I like I said, I think it depends on the franchise. There are certain franchises I think we should never touch for reboots. Yes. Um, and I'll give you one right now that you won't agree with me with, but I would love to see a soft reboot of. Okay. Back to the Future.
2: Yeah, it could work. I
1: and here's how I think it could work. Marty and Doc, okay, they're not going to be your feature characters. But with all the time-traveling stuff they did, we could easily follow a parallel universe where someone they messed else. up something horribly, and now we've got some Doc Brown spawn, some kid, you know. I don't know. I, I think that's the only way that would work. I'd hate to see a hard reboot of that series.
2: Yeah, no, I, I would not want to see a hard reboot of Back to the Future. I mean, you could do almost something like uh, uh, where they go back in time... And they meet Marty and yeah. and Doc, um, or go forward in time. Probably would be the better. Or Marty and Doc go forward in time and meet them. Ah, uh, who knows? I mean, yeah. it's just hard. Like Michael J. Fox. I
1: don't, do I don't think he legally can
2: drive anymore. I think he, he, he can't. He can't. <laughs>
1: there you go. He used his Parkinson's, he he went to 88 miles per hour and shook so bad he kind of veered off course.
2: You know, he's uh, great at making martinis and terrible at stealing tambourines. <laughs> ah.
1: Michael J. Fox, I love you.
2: Yeah, we, we do love you, Michael J. Fox.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I think, you know, I think, it, like I said, it depends on the franchise. There's certain franchises you, you don't touch. Yeah. For either hard or soft reboots. Hard reboots would be like Back to the Future. Soft reboots, I think... If it done the right way, you can do it. Unless not, like I said, not a cash grab. Um, you know, it's a fran- not even a film franchise, but a genre of films that tends to do a lot of hard reboots or soft reboots a lot. Horror movies. Yeah, that is true. They. I mean, I mean how many reboots have we had of Halloween? And now soft reboots. Friday the Thirteenth.
2: <laughs> Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah it's a it, nightmare on elm street Yep, i mean
1: texas chainsaw massacre yeah it's saw I, you can you can start it, just naming off but even i movies. think yeah.
2: those are all like for cash grab oh valid. of course they are um except it's, for the most it's, it's most, halloween we need to make a movie yeah it's we got to put something out there we need content we need content <laughs> aliens franchise
1: oh how many times have we stuff rebooted that thing
2: you know, there's uh, there's talk about it being um, a new film coming to Hulu, but I have no idea if it's going to be a hard reboot, soft reboot, remake, or who like, knows at this point. I mean, they like I guess you could say like the Prometheus, the uh, Prometheus and Alien, um, what was the oh uh, the Prometheus sequel? Yeah, um, look it up. Those I mean. are kind of. You could almost say like they are, those are soft reboots as oh, well. Oh, of course, and they're kind of pre, and they're prequels. Yeah. I, I really liked, though, the um, um, the one they did uh, for the Predator. Like, I think that, that one's where things feel like true sequels. Um, where oh, it's, this is Alien you know, Covenant. Covenant, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's like the Predator ones feel like more like true sequels because it's, I, you can kind of... Well, Playing with the continuity a bit. Most of them, I would say,
1: the Predator movie where they're on the planet with um, Adrian Brody. That movie oh, yeah. was Predators? a reboot. Uh, well,
2: kind of. Yeah, I mean, I liked. Oh, it was good. <laughs> I really like that, that one too. That was that was one of my favorite Predator films. But, um, but yeah, I think you can kind of. I don't know. Some things are. Yeah. Maybe like kind of how the Mad Max films are kind of you could almost say like they're timeless or. Or like the the continuity is flexible within time. So, um, whereas I think with Alien, you had the first film, the second film, the third film. They all were connected by Sigourney Weaver and yeah, her journey. And then same with time, I, I'd say it's same with the first two Terminator movies. Yes, yeah, and then. Once you start, I think maybe playing around with different characters it's kind of, you know, you get a little out of out of phase, if you will. Then you
1: start, then you start forgetting about them, like Terminator three, four, five, six. (laughs) I mean, I was I don't
2: know what they are on. (laughs) No, I think
1: they've made six now, and they're talking about redoing it or seven. They've made seven.
2: Please stop. (laughs) Please. And then you
1: got the TV show. Yeah, I will say the Terminator Salvation with um.
2: Christian Bale. And, Christian Bale was a good one. I I kind of liked. I it. enjoyed it. It's it was uh, like it was kind of cool to see the wasteland. Yeah, to if, be in that know.
1: future versus we're trying to prevent that future. Exactly.
2: Sorry, future happened. We failed. Now what? It's like we're we're doing our thing. Although yeah, so it just was kind of like I I wanted I I kind of was like yeah I like this.
1: Oh, no, that's that's what I heard. So they're talking about making a, a Terminator reboot. But instead of it being the machines, it's an AI.
2: Wasn't well, that like in the it was, third the, one? Yeah, or, well, or the was, most
1: recent one. Uh, okay. With uh, Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones. and Gross. <laughs> and uh, what's his face from Doctor Who? And
2: I just, yeah, it's not my thing anymore. I, I agree. Think.
1: Just let... So. Let's Cameron <laughs> the camera, came back and did it. And did it right. Just,
2: let the franchise die. It's yeah. fine. We've done everything we can with it. And it's, <laughs> it's beating a dead horse. Like <laughs> a dead arms horse. Well, beating a dead Sarah Connor. <laughs> but. I mean, so Adam, I think that's a good
1: point for us to talk about some of our conclusions on on what makes a good sequel or how long it should be a wait between sequels and... Should it just be a hard reboot, soft reboot at that point? Yeah. Um, you know, I think we brought, I think you had some good points. You know, where there you could have a thirty-year gap. Top Gun being one of them, where thirty years have passed, we make another one, and it, it's just
2: like, cool. I, I'm yeah. okay waiting that long. Have a, a person that is going to take, take it seriously, make it with care and passion. Um, good. Although I will say this
1: about Top Gun Maverick. Playing offense and defense on f- football at the same time.
2: God, that'd be so hard. Yeah, that'd be a very bizarre. Also, ejecting at mock, what 10.3, I think it was. Yeah, it's, it's, that's not possible. I mean, I will.
1: I, I do say I like when he ejected and then he came into that diner. He just looked very um, crispy.
2: Where am I? <laughs> Earth. <laughs>
1: Wait, what year? I wanted to like,
2: here is it. <laughs> Pretty much.
1: I, I do appreciate that he came in looking very
2: crispy. Yes, because it's what, like 7,600 oh, yeah. miles per hour or something like that. Yeah, it's, I actually had to
1: figure out. I was like, I, I know it's not near the speed of light, but I was like, how far away from when he was going light speed? It
2: uh, would be a well, lot. It was pretty far. But. Yeah, I mean, light is kind of the fastest thing that we know of. Yeah. But still, it was. <laughs> you'd, you'd, you'd not handle well with the g-forces no no not at all i mean i like ejected in like a capsule like a pod yeah like the whole canopy like went out or like everything went out and then it was able to like slow itself down before parachutes would come out yeah but anyway <laughs> physics physics not this podcast <laughs> Everything
1: <laughs> and ruins a lot of movies. <laughs> that is, this is true. <laughs> um, and I definitely think we'll, we'll we'll have to touch base real soon on a Top Gun Maverick episode just because of. Yeah, it be great. I mean, a I lot haven't talked a lot about. About, about that one. Yeah, so um, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that wraps us up for this week, folks. Um, but before we, we leave, we got to talk about our Geek Wreck of the Week, Adam.
0: Yep. It's time for the Geek Wreck of the Week. What are the geeks going to recommend?
2: So, um, my geek rec of the week is uh, Glass Onion, a Ryan Johnson film uh, <laughs> that is set in the uh, Knives Out uh, universe. Um, it kind of feels like almost like a modern-day Agatha Christie type thing, and I know that's that's deep, but it's it was a really really good film so i highly recommend it it's M- murder mystery check it out great cast oh Danny yeah craig i mean daniel vintage. craig D- bautista um edward norton yeah kate hudson it could go on and on because they always have huge casts for these films but um murder mystery fun if you like that check it out <laughs> all right
1: so my uh Wreck of the week is a little bit of a throwback to what we talked about a little while ago Dante's Peak. I actually just finished watching it today.
2: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just like I don't know what got into my mind yesterday when I was like, you know, I haven't seen in a long time Dante's, Dante's Peak. Peak, and so I who I put it on Hulu and I watched it over the course of last night and this morning and was like, I don't care what the critics thought because it got way worse reviews than Volcano.
2: Oh, really? I I, I
1: but mean, made more money. There you go. And, I mean, it's Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan.
2: Who you can't really tell if he's British trying to be American or if he's just being British. I I always thought of him as being British in the in the movie. Yeah, I, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but
1: <laughs> I was reading a little. I was doing a little research on it later. So scientifically, it's way more accurate than Volcano. Oh yeah, but yeah. the fact that it wasn't action packed the entire way through like Volcano was is why people didn't like it. So. Yeah,
2: I I, I can. I can understand that. I mean, I I would prefer the more scientifically
1: accurate. Oh, I would too if I like it. Um kind of like why I, I do like Deep Impact better than Armageddon even though Armageddon's amazing.
2: Yeah. Even though like in Deep Impact weren't, weren't they trying to like hide in bunkers underground and yeah, Armageddon they're like it doesn't matter. <laughs> We're all screwed. Yeah, or training, uh, <laughs> training a training a crew of oil drillers too. You know, the astronauts it, You know it's never going
1: to go well when you have Steve Buscemi as a
2: savior of the world. Yeah, well, there there was a funny story. Apparently, like Ben Affleck went up to Michael Bay on the set of Armageddon. It's just like, "Mike, why why would they not just train astronauts to learn how to drill? Like that just makes more sense." And Michael Bay turned to him and goes, "Shut up, Ben." <laughs> And that was that. (laughs) It actually seemed like a Michael Bay thing, though. Yeah, but I'm like, okay, whatever.
1: (laughs) Was Ben Affleck drunk at the time? Probably. Maybe a little bit.
2: Maybe.
0: (laughs) We'll see.
1: (laughs) All right, well, that does it for another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast, guys. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow us on all our major podcast platforms at Have a Drink with Some Geeks. Uh, the link to our website will be in the in the description for the episode. Yes, as well as our social media posts. And speaking of social media, you can find us, follow us, like us, comment, subscribe, whatever you want to do. Tell a friend about us, um, please. Send We're a at, raven. Send a raven. <laughs> we are at Geek Drink Pod on all major podcast platforms. Yes. Um, and like I said, guys, let us know what you want to talk. Want us to talk about. Um, you know, we want to get other takes other ideas other opinions and things we have never watched and yeah we may never watch out your suggestions so yep well, shoot us a comment um if we don't know what we won't watch it yeah <laughs> and then you know look look in the future we haven't announced a date yet when it's going to happen but um jv has responded to your call out adam Ooh. in last week's episode Ooh. um i will quote jv and going it's on all
2: right all right. So
1: you better start getting your joysticks warmed up, primed, fixing that, that drift issue on the Switch controller, and getting ready to get your ass kicked in Mario Kart. Yeah,
2: I'll probably, that'll probably be the, the case. But yeah, uh, all right, JV, let's do this thing.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again, folks. Adam, thanks for coming back to this week. Yeah, no problem. And uh, we look forward to talking to all of you guys next week. All right. Sounds good. Have a great geek week.
0: Take it easy. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye.